Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Kickpod uh, episode four so far, and um, first off, I like to thank those who have been listening for the past few weeks. Um, I know I'm just a beginner or just a newcomer to the podcast world, and there's a lot of podcasts to listen to out there. But I like, but thanks to those who take the time to listen to my podcast and um, really get the insider of my journey as well as my expertise in the martial arts and um. And I'm yet to make more, and yet this is my fourth episode. And for those who are just listening in, um, please tune in to my um, episodes of um, the Kick Pod, and um, I'm just sure you'll um, enjoy the, my journey, or my um, at least my my opinions, my experience of martial arts into everyday life, and also. And for those who've been celebrating the national holidays so far, the um, National Star Wars Day, Single Day Mayo, or Revenge of the Sith, like most people call it, or Revenge of the Fifth, the people call it, or a National Teacher Day. So hope people are having fun celebrating those holidays. All right, so for this week's episode, um, I'd like to um, talk about the benefits of martial arts. Right, mostly the fitness benefits of martial arts, and um, basically, um, the benefits of what martial arts can do for you. All right, so first off, I like to start with pretty much my other profession in um, other than martial arts is fitness. All right, so my fitness journey kind of started ten years ago when um I just started to um get get slimmer and um get healthy. And, you know, 
I know I pretty much worked out a lot, but um, didn't get like well committed with my working out as I did now. So um, that's a big change in my martial arts training. I mean, I got close all the way to black belt with pretty much getting fit doing martial arts. But on the other side of the coin, I mean, I wasn't well fit. I mean, I was still obese. I had a bad diet. And, of course, um, I was getting injuries. So definitely going into fitness really changed everything for martial arts. So basically, martial arts is very big in fitness. So most fitness programs, like I say, are... Uh, kickboxing classes under various names involving equipment and um and you got uh, usually kicking bags punching mitts resistant bands etc mostly to help build muscle structure you know the programs that i um have um, done or i'm involved with you got list mills body combat uh cardio tie box which is a crunch fitness type program and of course uh you know billy blanks uh typo you know that's a classic i mean i still got the typo um <clears throat> typo dvds i haven't done them in a while all right uh so definitely i like to get into like body combat i want to discuss that i mean for those who are not familiar with body combat it's chore it's a choreographed type of exercise program it's a lot easier for me because I'm very good with choreograph. I mean, I was on our in our school's demo team, and we used to perform like during our kids tournaments and as well as Vegas. And um, yeah, the thing is, thing with body combat is you're fighting to the beat of the music, which is a lot tougher. What's a lot tough for people because they feel like they don't have no rhythm. So usually I tell them, usually to build rhythm, you listen to music, you use a simple technique. And you do that simple technique to the beat of the music. And the thing about it is a lot of energy. I mean, you're going to the beat of the music and you're following the choreograph um, workout. And it's going to feel like it's going to go by quick. And, you know, you're going to be really um, building sweat. And definitely... To describe body combat, there's 10 tracks, including warm-up and cool-down. In between, you got different um, exercises, which are which is consistent. It's called um, power training, combat, and Muay Thai tracks. All right, so basically, power training is simple. It's simple boxing, upper body work. You're going to be doing boxing techniques and movement, as well as, and then combat. It's um in, it's um different various of um <clears throat> workouts. You can do things from kickboxing, karate, taekwondo, capoeira, kung fu, and as well as a little muay thai. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much another track that's um by itself muay thai. Alright, and then going on to cardio type box, which is a crunch brand class. Something that um, I'm still working at because um, the whole concept of that is a, it's a non-stop exercise program because you're doing non-stop movements for half an hour. Luckily, it's not an hour, then you have a lot to deal with. But hopefully, the half an hour, it's it's a lot easy to know that you have to only got to do 
eight two-minute rounds with a 30-second transition. So basically, the entire round is basically an hour and a half, or not an hour, or two, two and a half minutes. So definitely, the thing is, is just coming up with combination, that's like the hard thing. You know, it's a lot easier with body combat. They come up with the workout for you, <clears throat> especially as an instructor. I mean, these are the classes I teach. Usually, I prefer body combat. I mean, it's already set for you. They, they got music, and it's easy to teach, and it's easy to go through. But with cardio tie box, you have to play it by ear sometimes, and you got to try to find music to the to fit with the um, each round or fit with the whole workouts. Of course, it's got to be fast-paced. All right, so that's pretty much it with, like, the fitness. Well, fitness classes, but as far as the fitness benefits. All right, so basically, you want to treat martial arts as you would for, like, when you're in a gym, when you're doing weight training. All right, so you definitely want to incorporate martial arts techniques with weight training. You know, there's a quote from Bruce Lee, Bruce, Bruce Lee, that tells us, I fear not the man who practice 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. I mean, what to say about that? You know, if you're just practicing 10,000 kicks one day and you think that you're strong, then, um, then that's, um, then you're ready to get beat. But... If you're practicing one kick 10,000 diet 10,000 times a day I mean you can build that muscle structure to make that kick strong as well as fast so of course if you're getting attacked then you're then you have the at least <clears throat> the power to throw the kick and with precision okay, so basically <clears throat> the kicks that you want to think about when you're doing <clears throat> You pretty much when you're doing weight for, when you're doing workout for the legs, one is is kicks. Well, straight kicks. Straight kicks would be front kick, side kick, and back kick. And when you think of those kicks, you think of leg press. With leg press, you're using your all the leg muscles in your legs to extend, or should I say, to push the weight, to push the weight forward. So basically, it's the hips, the quads, the the hamstrings, the 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 calves, you're using all those muscles to push that weight forward, and that's the same thing when you're doing kicks. You're basically you're kicking straight forward, aiming for the solar plexus. You're basically kicking through the solar plex, and that's the pretty much the benefit benefit of those um the straight kicks. But definitely, there's different weapons for the kicks. You got the front kick that's the ball of the foot. You use the ball of the foot to attack the solar plexus. And with the side kick, you got the bladed heel. And also, you have um, the back kick, which is the heel. So, you got different, different weapons to use for kicks. But definitely, it's the same maximum results. You're still aiming for the solar plexus because that's the weak part of. Um, the weak part of the body and also you got the other round kick round kick roundhouse kick mostly you can use that for the um use that for the um the soul plexus or you can use it for the side of the head so basically it's a simple chopping motion 
and you if you think of that you're treating that as like the leg extension usually you're extending your legs working the quad so with that you're definitely pushing or should I say chopping or pushing the weights or should I say you're chopping the weights instead of just pushing so you pretty much you're not using your entire leg you're just using the bottom half of your leg which you're using your um your shin shin muscles to push that weight to work the quad muscles so that's usually the weapon the shin or the flat part of the foot to, to definitely um, use a round kick really effective kick so definitely that's what you want to think about when you're doing kicks also there's the simple punch and when I think of this um, I think of that movie um, Never Back Down the 3 No Surrender with uh, Michael J. White and his character was pretty much explaining to two young fighters that were interested in him teaching them and he asked them, he asked the fighters about proper punches. He asked us, why do you wrap your hands in boxing and MMA? And their answer was simply, so you don't sprain your wrist or break your hand. And he replies, it's exactly, that's because you don't know how to punch. And he explains that striking is about perfecting the technique. In martial arts, your hands, your feet, your knees, your elbows... Even your head were used as weapons. And they were trained properly to, to perform effective striking. And he says this, maximum results, minimum effort. Roughly translated, less, less doing <clears throat> strong outcome. So basically you're doing less effort throwing a punch for maximum results. And that's the thing I teach my T students. I mean, you want to make sure you're throwing an effective punch and you want to make sure you're doing it with the correct part of your hand. That's the thing that fails with most people. People do it with the wrong part of their hand and they end up breaking their hand. And the thing about punching, you want to make sure you're not bending your wrist. Your wrist has to be flat. And you want to make sure you're solid your hand or at least balling your hand hard enough so that fist is solid and definitely if you look at another scene in that movie um you see him doing a cut of course another fighter was uh, complaining about he needs to finish his rounds and he didn't have an opponent because he was beating his opponents up and of course he goes to um michael j white and asked him if he wanted to do rounds and um and before he Michael J. White goes into the um, goes in the fight. You see him doing a kata, which is a traditional form in martial arts. It pretty much is effective. I mean, that's what was used years ago. But usually, it's effective when you're going against somebody that's untrained in martial arts or fighting in general. Of course, you got Michael J. White doing his katas, and he agrees to go in the in the cage with him. And here he is. It's calm collected. And of course the guys just throwing punches at him. And then of course there was that time where Michael J. White was using his kata to um to take um the fighter down, which was really awesome. I mean everything he did in that um kata he used to 
um, take the fighter down. And of course, um, the fighter ended up had to go to the hospital, which is, um, which is <laughs> the other fighter was joking around with him, saying that he, he didn't he didn't have what's coming for him. But that's really effective with martial arts training. And that pretty much brings me to another um, subject with the benefits of martial arts. So basically, the benefits with traditional kata is one thing is you you don't want to have muscle development. That's the reason why we use traditional stances. Of course, in my style, we have the forward stance, the back stance, and the horseback stance. So there's the three basic stances we use in traditional martial arts. As um, we use those as muscle builders. You know, it's a lot, for a lot of students, it's hard for them to even stay in that stance because they feel that muscle working, which is very beneficial. I mean, I tell them the the better the better understanding you have in that stance, the the better muscle structure you'll have. So you want to um, train yourself to stay in that stance as long as possible and really build those muscles. And basically, the whole concept of the mu the muscle development of using traditional stances is to help balance and stability. You mean throwing a punch without losing your balance or throwing a punch without hurting yourself. So it's always important to have a stable stance when you're throwing a technique. Either it's a, a strike or a kick. And the, also another benefit of um, martial arts or benefit of kata Focusing your energy into a technique onto a target. I mean, one thing, you want to focus on a um, target as you're throwing the technique. You want to make sure you're hitting that target exactly so it's effective. And the thing is, accuracy. Hitting that exact same target every time. And just think about it. If you were given five, five punches only and your goal is to hit that target five times definitely you want to focus on that target focus on the target at all times and try to guide that punch to that target okay you want to have that focus you want to see that and another movie to reference from is um three ninjas kick back where um grandpa morishintado was teaching code about the target and he was throwing the little ninja star at it he was saying watch the bullseye grow in front of your eyes and when it's get as big as a melon bam so that was just focus it's you imagining that target is big and it's and you can easily hit that target so it's like close close at you watch the bullseye grow in front of your eyes and this really helped Colts when he was doing baseball and yeah he hit that home run the yeah the pitcher was throwing the ball and it got so big and when Colt hit it it looks like a big ball but it will it worked all right so that's the main thing thing about focusing focusing your energy and that's pretty much a, our philosophy or should I say our um our philosophy or technique in our style. I mean, we got what we call the eight components of proper technique. I mean, we got posture, 
lines of power, method that generate power, focus, footwork, timing, sequencing, mental and emotional activation. And if I can, I like to dis describe or should I say discuss those um, eight components. Of course, you've got posture. With posture, of course, you are told many times when you're in dinner, always sit up straight. I mean, don't slouch. You want to make sure your back is really resting on the on the chair. Or you don't want your the top of your back to be on touching the chair or touching the back of the chair. You pretty much want to be nice and straight, nice straight back, nice straight posture. All right, so that's really important when you're doing when you're doing a technique. You want to make sure you got good posture. Posture is balance. So if your posture is off, yeah, you're going to lose your balance. And lines of power. So basically taking your power from point A to B, like nonstop. So basically your range of motion. As soon as you pick your hand up for a punch, you don't want to stop. You want to go straight forward with that power. Same thing when you're blocking. Range of motion. Non-stop moving. As soon as you move your feet, the hand, the hand is falling. And that's another. I'm gonna go into that with another um with another opponent component. And also method generating power. Not just using your hands or using your arm for maximum strength. It's using your whole body, working from the ground up. So basically, you're working from your foot turning, turning to your hips and to your shoulder. That pretty much all the power is going from the ground right up to your both right to your arm, and it's going right from your arm straight down to your foot. That's pretty much the method generating power, using your whole body to create maximum power. And of course, focus, focusing your energy. Like I said before, focus your energy into a technique onto a target. I mean, you see the target and you want to make sure you aim for that target every time you're focusing your target, your energy into that technique, right into the target every time and footwork. Basically, that's important too. <clears throat> Usually, when you're doing footwork, it's the ball, of the foot, then the heel. Usually, with people, they usually turn with the heel. That doesn't create maximum power. Usually, if you're turning the ball on the foot, you look at. For another example, ballerina. Usually, you don't see them turn on their heel when they're doing <clears throat> turn or doing doing um twisting or doing like turning. They're on the balls, they're on their tippy toes, they're on the balls of their foot, turning. So that's pretty much giving them maximum power and balance <clears throat> when they're dancing. So it's important when you're doing martial arts, you're leading with the heel as well as while you're on the ball of the foot. You don't want to turn with the heel, you want to turn with the ball of the foot. So footwork is always important. And definitely small footwork is also better too you want to make sure you take small footwork steps or small steps you don't have to take ball, like big steps that's what I usually tell my students all right and definitely with big with a simple step you shouldn't make any noise all right the only thing that should make noise is the snap of your gi all right so think about it. you want to be actually quiet 
like a ninja when you're doing footwork and timing that's usually what I was saying before with lines of power the moment you step forward the that's the start of you throwing the technique and the moment your your foot touches the ground your technique should always be there it's, that's that's timing so if you step forward and you and your punch is late then then your attack is late that's called low telegraphing so as soon as you step forward your punch is there so that's timing sequencing putting everything together basically this moment you step your moment you step forward and you're getting ready to throw a punch that's pretty much what sequences it so it goes like this you step forward you set up for the punch you step down you throw the punch so that's why we have katas different sequencing putting everything together into one one thing non-stop so the only time you stop is that when you're finished with the fight mental and emotional activation that's one thing that I usually tell my students I usually ask them a question Uri, I usually tell them what would what what happened well how would you feel if somebody broke your favorite toy and usually the respondents they would be angry and I say angry enough to break them or break their favorite toy and they say yes. So the whole concept of mental and emotional activation is the thinking and feeling to do damage. So, of course, when you're getting attacked, if somebody's throwing a punch at you, usually we, a term that we use is attack the attack. You know, you want to make sure you want to get that attack out of your out of your personal space, your out of your um, target range. So you definitely aim for target with the, when you got an opponent aiming for your head with a punch. You want to use a block to attack that punch. So you want to think of doing damage as well as you want to feel that do it to do damage. So when you're doing the block, say high block, you want to use that thinking and feeling to damage that punch, and you will do that block. So that's pretty much the whole concept of uh, mental emotional activation, the thinking and feeling to do damage. And pretty much also another another benefit of martial arts is speed and, and agility. And that's the great thing what Kai says is help the build it's a, could be a builder for speed and agility. I mean how fast do you want to be? And think about it. Just say how fast you want to hit a target, or if you touch something hot, how fast you want to get your hand off that hot stuff. That's the one thing you want to think about: speed and agility. You want to get to that target at least a half a second, and nothing. It's almost like you're snatching something off the. You know how you have those um plate of cookies on the um the table, and you you try to grab it before your parents see you, so. You, you grab it before they even see you. So, so if you wait too long and they say, ah, 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 don't touch the cookies. That's how it is, that's how it is with um, speed and accuracy, speed and agility. So with speed, you want to make sure you want to do fast movement and fast punching. So definitely knowing that um, your punch is going to be fast enough to reach the target. So really... 
that takes a lot of power. Well, usually the speed of the punch will develop power and agility, quick reaction. Okay, so basically, if you're touching something hot, you want to get your hand off of there. So that's you want to think of that half a second of um, when you're doing agility. So pretty much that's the benefit of kata, or just the benefit of martial arts. Another benefit of martial arts that I think about is is proper breathing. Yeah, you want to make sure you're breathing properly so you don't lose, so you don't lose your lose your breath. That's the thing that um that usually is a mistake with most students is um they hold their breath when they're throwing a technique. You want to make sure you breathe when you're throwing the technique. And, you know, that's really beneficial for those who are actually into boxing or kickboxing or MMA. If you don't do proper breathing, then you'll be out of breath. So it's always important to breathe when you're doing techniques. And the worst thing that can happen is you're in the middle of a black belt test and you lose your energy because of you're holding your breath. Or you're going too fast, or you're going too solid. All right, so you don't want to stiff up when you're doing these techniques. You want to always be relaxed, and that's pretty much a mistake I see in black belt tests. I mean, you're going, you're doing great in the beginning of the test, and next you know, you start losing your breath, or you start breathing hard. So, um, you don't want to do that. Um, when you're doing martial arts, you want to make sure you have the energy to finish the fight. And the thing thing about fighting is um, you want to make sure you got enough energy. Uh, uh, so that's pretty much it for now. But um, just a review of um, the benefits of martial arts of course um it's got a fitness benefit behind it of course um if you're in a part of a gym you can um go to um if you're part of a gym try to like find a kicking back or try to find a class that has like martial arts in it so kickboxing class so that really is very beneficial to cardio if you want to build that cardio up so definitely I highly recommend if you have like a, a gym that has less mills, take body combat. That's really very beneficial. And also, if you consider joining martial arts, or definitely or definitely if you want to do martial arts, or before I should say before you do any MMA or kickboxing, I should say you should be already in a martial arts school. And learning how to kick properly and how to punch before you go to a kickboxing school or a training facility and you punching properly, you hurt yourself. So it's always best to do a martial arts training because it will teach you that discipline. You know, you go in the martial arts or go in the MMA and you go to kickboxing, you don't have that discipline. Your thoughts. You're thinking it's just you're going to destroy somebody. You're going to kill somebody. But that's not very beneficial if you're out in the street. I mean, you got to have that discipline to not to fight. 
I mean, usually if you're a boxer, your fighting happens in the ring and in the ring only. It doesn't happen out in the street. And the thing about martial arts is this. You're, you choose not to fight. Your whole goal is to go home. You want to go home and be with your family or just wake up to see another day. And that's pretty much that's what you want to do when you're, if you're training in the martial arts. Alright, so <clears throat> that's pretty much it for my episode. And um, I like to thank also another thing. <clears throat> Alright, so if you have any questions or concerns or feel free to chat or should I say message me on my um Instagram. I'll I'll soon have a Facebook page made. I'll have and then you can give some input or ask me any questions or any concerns about martial arts through my um Instagram page. And um <clears throat> then <clears throat> ah man, bad throat. <clears> throat. And make sure you tune in to the other episodes of uh, my kick pod and I'll come up with another um, exciting story for you for the next couple of weeks and um, I hope a lot of you are keeping yourself busy with this coronavirus happening and just uh, also stay safe and hopefully things get back to normal soon all right so I am your host TJ Williams and this is the kick pod Enjoy. Enjoy.